on today's episode of Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together. Yeah, and it's it's normal. It will feel normal. So it's like them deprogramming all of this that you know you grew up with and uh, reprogramming yourself and then being the cycle breaker for your children. Mm. Like you need to end it with you. Do you want your children to go and to have these relationships where they have to learn these hard lessons? Or do you want to provide them with the tools now once you learn them so that your children grow up equipped and ready to deal with these types? Because they are everywhere, unfortunately, and we can't protect our children from everything, but you can help them forge themselves into these well-rounded individuals with the the boundaries in place, with the awareness that there are people out there who will make you feel a certain way that will drain your energy. This episode is sure to deliver stimulating conversations and aha moments that may give you a fresh perspective. If any moment made your soul vibrate, please leave us a review and let us know if we're on the right track. Also, we release episodes every Tuesday, so be sure to subscribe and visit BlackGirlsGettingTheirShiftTogether.com to access exclusive offers and coaching packages. The coaching packages include clarity calls, VIP one-on-one exclusive coaching, and my absolute favorite, the Tribe Vibes. A Tribe Vibe is a twist on Ladies' Night, focusing on self-care for Black women with a holistic approach. Welcome to Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together. I'm your host, Ursula, a transformation life coach and mental health and wellness advocate. This is a safe space for amazing Black women to share open, honest dialogue about mental health and wellness, self-care, self-love, and basically how to get our shift together. Let's tune in to this week's episode. For the queen, sisters manifesting their dreams. Get your cream by any means and being with self-esteem. Beauty supreme and booty walk so mean. The way you fit in them jeans, you eat your cornbread and greens. Dance or a doctor, red wine or vodka. Redesign your spot and redefine your mantra. Retwist your locks and realign your chakras. Doing your squats and getting closer to God, huh? Brunching with your squad or taking a girl's trip. Adjust your crown, you guys give to the world, sis. Celestial body, drink your water. Meditate, sun kiss goddess, heavenly order. Levitate, tribe of Ashanti, black girl magic, melanin popping, whether you ratchet or lavish, whether you bougie or savage, you a gift and a treasure. You got to love a black girl getting a shift together. Black girls are getting a shift together. These black girls getting a shift together, man. These black girls are getting a shift together. These black girls getting a shift together, dog. I've heard some people say, well, they keep calling me. Well, they keep contacting me. And now with my new ears and eyes, going back to what you just said, well, we ultimately do have that control to limit or stop that contact. And I also feel it it, it absolves the person from their responsibility and letting that door stay open. Yes. I mean, some people don't or resist blocking or going no contact because they use the excuse that, well, they're not contacting me anyway. They won't contact me. 
Well, if they're not, you would block, but you must be a small part of you that wants them to or wants to see. Now, if they can get hold of you, they will get hold of you and they're going to keep triggering you. Even if you don't respond, even if you don't answer, you're still seeing that. And you might get curious, especially if you're in a weak moment and go and open that can of worms and get messed up again. Why would you do that to yourself? Mm. And that goes back to that living in isolation. That is what yeah. you just said. Wow. When you're with your own thoughts and you're like, oh, well, they, you know, that'd be nice now. Let's just see, especially if maybe you're bored or you haven't got anything else going on. Mm-hmm. You might be, oh, I'll just, uh, I'll just see what happens. You can't see what happens with somebody like this because, the, you know, the damage that they do is not worth the price that you pay to go and explore or be curious. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Next question. <laughs> How do I deal with a vindictive ex? Uh, well, it's the same they thing. Said. They didn't give it's me much. Of, yeah, there's not a lot of context there. I mean, it's the same thing. Maybe they mean like a smear campaign um, as well, which is like telling everybody how terrible, how awful you are, how abusive you are, whatever it may be. And it really depends who you've got in your circle. Like if you are still mutual friends with people, you might want to consider or reconsider those friendships or who has access to you, who doesn't. If um, there are family members that you are maybe still friendly with on their side, again, you may want to consider who you are still in contact with because anyone who is affiliated with them has the potential to be a flying monkey or enabler. So mm. flying monkey is someone who goes to see what see what you're doing and reports back. You know? A, a soldier, yes. Yeah, yeah. So okay. how do you deal with a vindictive ex? I mean... That's like uh, it's a big answer, but the long and short of it is reassess who is it, um, what mutual friends you have and mutual contacts, and maybe reduce that down so that anything they do say in a smear campaign kind of doesn't really affect you because you're not affiliated with any of them. Ah, I like that. That's actually yeah. really good. I like. So they can that. go talk. You're not going to hear about it, so who cares? Right. And that gives you, I feel like that gives the person, they regain their their own control. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, easier said than done. Easier said than done if you've had long, like, uh, relationships with these people and you're friendly. But I think going through something like this, you do realize who is in your corner and who isn't. So you're going to have to make some decisions and it's going to be for your own good. Uh, don't worry about being perceived as a bad person. You've got to do what's best for you. Mm. Good mm. stuff, Sarah. All right, next question. Any suggestions on how to schedule outings for the kids with a high conflict ex? Yeah, I have plenty of suggestions, but the high conflict ex probably isn't going to like them. So, <laughs> 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 you know, uh, to, uh, what I was saying earlier, why do you need to have outings with your children and your high conflict ex? I'm not understanding why there needs to be time spent together. They have their time with the children. You have your time with the children. Why do we need to spend time together as a family? Mm. So that's something for them to ask themselves. Like, why? What's, did somebody tell you you had to do that? Are they pressurizing you to pretend to be like a family for the sake of the children? What is the reason why you would want to do that? is like, how does that benefit your children? How does that benefit you? 
it might look good for photos and it might make the other person feel good and it might make the other person look good but guarantee they're doing it especially if they're covert for perception only look how amazing i am even my ex-wife wants to hang out with me do you want him let's just say it's a him do you want him to be able to say that or do you just want to keep things separate I don't think it's necessary to do things together. Uh, it makes life easier. <laughs> you just dropped a bomb. <laughs> I don't fluff around. I know you really don't. Saying, uh, easy, but I mean that's just the straight facts. I'm not going to sugarcoat things. Like people have to ask themselves the question of why am I continuing to do these things if they are not of any benefit and they actually end up hurting me? Why would you do that? The children aren't going to thank you for putting yourself through that when this person has been abusive towards you, if he has been abusive. Mm. They, you know, yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm just uh, like when they're older, they will, they would have, they probably, you know, I can't speak for them, would have wished that you didn't put yourself in that position for them, for their benefit. Right. And you know, are you, you really making my brain just ping, ping, ping. <laughs> <laughs> When people say, I want to know your thoughts on this. Okay. You have a couple, the just, I'm just saying, for instance, the husband or ex-husband total high conflict textbook case and people will insert, well, you know, he's a good father. He wasn't a good husband, but he's still a good father. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. I've done a few posts on this. It's like, Someone who continues to abuse a mother of their children is not a good father. End of story. Whether it's indirect or direct, someone who does that, I mean, a good father as in what? They provide, they feed, they clothe, they bathe the child, they buy them things. A credit card can do that. What do you mean they're a good father? They provide for them, but they're there for them emotionally because people who are, let's say, narcissistic, abusive, toxic, difficult, don't usually look out for the children's best interest. They look for their own best interests and the children are collateral damage. Mm. So what is a good father? What are you calling a good father? Somebody who, who buys them shoes, takes them on holiday, buys them clothes, puts them in private school. What's a good father? Because a credit card can also do that. I'm going to buy that. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm dropping bombs. laughs> More like a... Like, I, know, I know I'm making like light of it, but it, it's like, what is a good good father to you then because someone who continues to abuse you after you separated or divorced and tries to uh, belittle you or does belittle you or speaks in the children's ears trying to turn the children against you is that a good father ask yourself the question like really mm. sounds like an yeah. excuse yeah um, here's another question. I think my ex is a narc. How do I set boundaries? Um, may I ask <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the person who sent this, this is Ursula's views. I think that's a great question. Definitely explore it. However, that to me, that is a very loaded question. And this is why I have guests on here that are experts, because this is why they have programs where you can get that in-depth answer 
So how to really navigate through this? Um, Like I said, the question is so good, but I just feel like it's a very loaded question, but I still wanted to add this onto the list, Sarah, but I just wanted to add that in there. Go ahead. (laughs) Okay. So I think, I think my ex is a narcissist. How do I set boundaries? Yes. Okay. The, um, it depends if you have children or not. If you have children, then yes, you need to find a way to set boundaries if you share children mm-hmm. because you can't easily block them and go no contact. Mm-hmm. But the key word for me is my, I think my ex is a narcissist. Say you don't have children. Okay, they're an ex. The biggest and best boundary of all is to block them everywhere. I mean, that's the simple answer. What if they have children? So if you share children, you come work with me and I help you set boundaries. These are the cast iron boundaries because, yeah, (laughs) if you share children, it's a long, dusty road and it can be lonely. And you will need boundaries. (laughs) You will need boundaries for things you didn't even think you needed boundaries for when dealing with somebody like that for 18 plus years. Wow. So you got to do the work. Everyone knows um, logically how or what a boundary is, how to set them. But everyone who comes to me says, yes, I know how to set boundaries and I set them, but they just don't listen or they don't work. Yes, they they don't listen because they don't want the boundary. They don't work because you're not consistent, you're not diligent. And a boundary is not a request. People get really stuck on that. Oh, let's go and do this or I'm go- they announce the boundary you don't have to verbalize a boundary it's sometimes what you stop doing without a word can we get a a, a mind drip? <laughs> <laughs> you know um I never thought about it. that I never thought about to, that yeah you don't need to verbalize you don't need to announce it you don't need to share it you don't need to ask them you don't necessarily need to tell them. It's what you start doing and how you start behaving and what you stop doing and stop allowing. Mm. So boundaries need to be cast iron. Cast iron boundaries, which means they are cannot be penetrated. They cannot be changed. They cannot be shifted. They are set in stone. Mm. And that takes kind of... Um, kind of courage within yourself to kind of set the boundaries despite the fear, despite the guilt, and maybe despite some shame that you're going to feel because the person who's dealing with somebody high conflict, they're not going to like the boundary. They will resist. They will point it back on you. They'll make you feel bad. They'll make you feel like an awful person. They'll whinge, cry, bitch and moan and complain, but you need to keep setting the boundary. Interesting. Yeah. Mm. So when you say you don't have to announce it, say the, high conflict person is asking, well, why do you feel like that person needs to explain why, or just. Uh, You can explain why, if you want to have an ongoing conversation with this person that goes around in circles, you can explain why, if you want to do that, don't think the other person is going to accept it. So that's why I think don't bother explaining. It's a waste of your breath and it shouldn't change your outcome. You set it regardless of the reaction. The person wants to know not why it's a need to know basis and you don't need to know. So <laughs> where were yeah. you? I needed you when I, 
<laughs> I could have <laughs> used you, but you know what? Things happen in time when yeah, yes. And this is years of work. Like this is years of work. Be consistent. Be diligent. Trial and error. Doing what works. Stop doing what doesn't work on my own. Like me doing that. It's a. It's a. I say it's like a job, but it needs to be like something that you are intentional with and you stick to it no matter what. A lot of um, women that I work with, they drop their boundaries because the other person's being nice. And then guess what happens? So you can't change who, how you deal with them based on how they are being. If they're good, if they're bad, if they're nothing, you still operate in the same way when it comes to that person. Because it's still, oh, that's a really good point. If we rearrange our boundaries based on the other person's behavior, that's still giving them control over the yeah. situation. Mm. Yeah, because you're you're adjusting yourself based on who they are. No, you stay consistent, whether they're nice, whether they're horrible, it doesn't matter. Right. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. Next question. Oh, I like this question. Very thought provoking. What are your thoughts on my ex brainwashing my kids? I think this is happening because my kids have become distant. Yeah. So um, that that will happen. It does happen. I'm not saying they'll be successful. You have to do something to um, offset that because it's going to happen. They will try and belittle you, denigrate you, put you down, break the bond that you have with your children. Like within my uh, membership, there's a course called The Child Whisperer. I mean, that's after you've done a couple of other foundational courses. And it's where you learn how to hold space for your children. You love your kids. Like no one's disputing that. As moms, we love our children. Right. But you need to get to a place where you are that safe container for them so that they can come to you and open up about what they're experiencing, how they're feeling, because guaranteed at the other home, they will not be supported in that way. And they will be like a pressure cooker ready to blow. That's mm. why you may find that the transitions are very difficult. The other parent is trying to break the relationship and the bond between you and your children. That's why I say you have to work a thousand times harder because you need to parent the children offsetting the shit that they're hearing from the other parent and also hold space for yourself. You have to be able to get you know, set boundaries, co-regulate uh, yourself so that you can um, hold space for the children when they come home and they're maybe acting out or they're withdrawn or, you know, they want to share with you or they don't want to share with you. Sometimes they share everything. Sometimes they do it in their behavior. Sometimes right. they are withdrawn and they share nothing and they don't talk to you. That's the problem area. That's where we need to start doing the work to be that safe place for them because they may be confused and it depends on their age if they're hearing horrible things from one parent about someone else that they love that will be very confusing for a child so you need to nip that in the bud and get on top of that and set yourself up so that for however many years you have your children no matter what they're going through over there they can come to you mm. and share and you you can't, you know, you know, you're not just listening, you provide them with the tools and the strategies to be able to deal with this themselves and have those coping strategies in place, healthy coping strategies. I love what you said about the parent being a safe container. Yeah. Because it makes the child, would make them feel, I feel emotionally safe. And maybe that's when the discernment can come in as well with the kids. Yeah. 
no matter the age of the child I mean and it depends it depends on the you know if they're able to think critically for themselves which comes with age right and, and being able to articulate their feelings but you can only be a safe container I mean yes you love your child but you can only be a safe container for them once you are not triggered by what they come back with. Once mm. you are able to sit and listen. Mm. And I said this in one of my courses, it's it's not hearing what's said, it's hearing what's not said as well. You need to be able to hear what isn't said by your children. You need to be able to discern what they are not sharing if they are not sharing. Some children share everything and you can be triggered if you're um, not able to kind of sort and sift and understand what's happening right you have the awareness of what's happening you're then able to fix it and deal with it rather than dealing with your own stuff getting triggered by the kid in this vicious cycle Mm -hmm. and then they go off again to the other parent and nothing gets fixed nothing gets resolved and just gets worse and worse yeah that's the work that I do we we work together to get to that place so that you are that safe container you are the emotionally safe parent and the child knows it absolutely and I, I feel when there aren't the the safe containers again we end up getting in relation adult relationships with unsafe containers yeah. unsafe emotionally unsafe emotionally unavailable partners yeah and it's it's normal it will feel normal so it's like then deprogramming all of this that you know you grew up with and uh, reprogramming yourself and then being the cycle breaker for your children. Mm. Like you need to end it with you. Do you want your children to go on to have these relationships where they have to learn these hard lessons or do you want to provide them with the tools now once you learn them so that your children grow up equipped and ready to deal with these types because they are everywhere, unfortunately, and we can't protect our children from everything, but you can help them forge themselves into these well-rounded individuals with the the boundaries in place with the awareness that there are people out there who will make you feel a certain way that will drain your energy if they have that awareness if they have basically all the things that would have deterred you from ending up in these kind of relationships mm-hmm. they're going to be like light years ahead of us mm. by the time they get to that age so that's that's kind of like my goal to get the you do your work pass it down to your children the cycle is broken they go off to have healthy relationships and they're they're set for life because of you. Yes, I love that. Cycle breakers. Yeah. Yeah, that's the new sexy, right? Yeah. <laughs> doing your work, doing your work so that your children don't have to later. Exactly. Uh, I have more questions, but I'm going to read one more because I want to respect your time because I still want to talk yeah. about this, our, our Black Friday sales that we have going on. <laughs> so um, let's see. Uh, let me pick a question. We kind of touched on that. Um, ooh, my ex likes to involve his mother in our arguments and I feel teamed up on. That's more of a statement. I don't see a question there. But I added that because to me that that is a control tactic, I feel. You know, if they're using this yeah. triangulation. Well, she's an enabler. The mom's an enabler. So yeah, they use other people to team up on you, sure. But if the person's an ex, I don't know if you have children or not. If you don't have children, you know what to do. (laughs) (laughs) If you do have children, that might be a little bit different. But um, if you do share children and the mother is teaming up on you, then you need to, again, reassess that relationship. 
you don't necessarily have to or obligated to have a relationship with toxic, unhealthy people. If you want your children to still have a relationship with her, let the ex show, you know have the time with the children with that person. You don't have mm. to, to facilitate that. There's nothing to do with you. Woo. I love it. I love it. Love it. Mm. Well, speaking of these action plans that you've been giving us these tips, let's talk about Black Friday. I want everyone listening. I dropped a link and it's to Sarah's. It's a co-parenting program, but I'll let you talk about it, Sarah. Yeah. So, um, well, previously, I used to just work with women one-on-one, like privately one-on-one. Uh-huh. Obviously, not everyone can access that. Not everyone can afford it. And not everybody needs like that intense private work with me. So, mm. you know, I created then a monthly membership where you can get my support within a group. And when I say group, I don't mean like sing kumbaya, cry, leave depressed. It's not that kind of group because I couldn't sustain that anyway. It's like a group of women going through this, trying to navigate either mediation, court, co-parenting in general, supporting their children with like action steps and tools for you to implement in your life, depending on what you're navigating when it comes to having a high conflict co-parent. So whether it's reducing your anxiety, protecting your children from the negative impact or Getting to a place where you're able to stay calm whilst you're shutting down the conflict as it's mm-hmm. unfolding. That's what we work on. So that's what I guide and support these women on through the monthly membership. So mm-hmm. with the monthly membership, you can book one-on-one sessions with me at a discounted rate. That's a perk of the membership. So rather than uh, having private one-on-one and having to spend $1,000 per month, you get a discounted rate at, and flexible support. Yeah. Uh, so I've never done Black Friday because I'm I'm from England. We don't really do the Black Friday thing, but because it's my birthday week, um, and people don't really know what the co-parenting club is. They're like, oh, what is this place? I don't even know. Basically, um, I'm offering a 14-day trial. So that's a 14-day day trial. Come and try before you buy. I've got courses in there. I've got uh, Zoom call recordings and some training Ooh. and. Come to a Zoom, come and see what it's all about. There's a lot of value in there, lots of support from me and the other members. You don't just get me, you get to see what other people are navigating. So you, you know, you can kind of see like, oh, I'm going to have this this challenge. Let's see what's worked for this person. So you get a bit of a heads up. Mm. So it's, it's a positive place. It's a, you got this challenge. What do I need to do? And that's the guidance I give. I give you steps to go and implement but you have to do the work because I can't come to your house and do it for you, <laughs> you know? So if you've got right. this problem and I give you some um, options and some steps, you've got to go and do the thing, whether it's writing that email, setting that boundary, whatever it is, it's not hard, but you've got to go and do it. Exactly. So, and that's for free. That's for two weeks for free. See how you go. And then you get to lock in a discounted membership price as well. I'm going through your site now and I'm reading the area where it says the co-parenting milestones. I like this a lot. Being a member of the co-parenting club, you will hit three main milestones, realizing the possibility. Mm. (laughs) That is huge because when someone is um, 
feel like they're in this this deep dark abyss you don't think that nothing is going to work and yeah. the possibility and you might have tried you might have tried so many things and come up against brick walls well yeah. try this you've not tried this before because this is just uh, not long started so try something different especially if you've been banging your head against a brick wall and nothing's been working uh something can always change you just have to believe that it can yes and number two on that is to take action which goes piggybacks on what you just said yeah. <laughs> just try yeah. something new we've tried everything else why not try something new and um yeah you know why not yeah it can't get any worse <laughs> yes that's right and uh let's just start aligning ourselves with what's going to be good for you and your children instead of what's working for your high conflict co-parent because what's working for them they just keep doing it because it works let's stop that now like without their permission without their approval you just start doing your own thing can you give me another that takes, <laughs> <laughs> that takes um that takes confidence it does take confidence and uh, stepping out of fear but the fear like i always say the fear never goes but it gets quieter and it gets smaller and you start taking action despite the fear because in the long run, that's mm. what's going to benefit you and your children. Ooh. So I guide you through that. Steal some of my confidence, borrow it, whatever you need to do until you get your own and you will get it once you start trying these things and doing it and you get the outcomes that you need. Ooh, that just touched my mm. soul right there. I love that. <laughs> Take some of my confidence. That is so yeah. dope. That is <laughs> it's like a healing circle. It is not like it is yeah. a healing circle. Yeah. Yeah. That's how and I see it. I yeah, some people think group, oh, it's gonna be like oh like group, like sitting there or moping around. No, it's like I have a one-on-one -on -one relationship with everybody in the group. And so we work together one-on-one -on -one in a group, or you can have private one-on-one -on -one with me. You get mm. access to book calls if you really want, you know, that dedicated time with me. Right. It's just more flexible. But it's action. We take action. This is what's going on. Here's your steps. Go and do it. And you'll see what happens and how that unfolds for you. What What is that term? I, oh, I'm so bad about remembering certain terms, terminology. I know in my group therapy, I go to two. And, ah. Uh, when people are talking, when they're in the love seat, and I remember our our group leader, she said how we get benefits of therapy, listening to other people, you know, yeah. just because you, I feel like it brings us closer together, but I feel like it brings ourselves closer to our own selves, but know that we're not the only person going through whatever these situations are. Yeah. Yeah. A matter of it fact, really I, is. Huh. It really is beneficial to hear that other people, like what one of uh, the members said is, it's like we've all got the same story. Like it's, it's the same, different people, different exes, but it's all the same thing. It's all the same behaviors. And we're all left with the same kind of you know trauma, the same doubts, the same fears, the same worries. So it, it there is comfort in hearing from other people. Oh, I'm not alone. Oh, it's not just me. And there is hope because there are people who are a bit further along, but there is hope things can change. And they don't just hear that from me. They hear it from others who have been doing the work and implementing and turning everything around. Exactly. And they see it, yeah. you know, yeah. they'll, 
probably come and talk about their achievements, even if it's yeah. something may look simple to other people. Oh, well, I didn't open up this birthday card. And it's really just a yeah. piece of paper, but that paper oh, holds but it means so much. much. Weight. Yeah. It's we I get people to share their wins, no matter how big or small, because they're not just wins in isolation. And small wins help people see that, okay, I can do this and I can just say no to this or just completely ignore this message. And guess what happens? The world doesn't come crumbling down. Right. And then you go and maybe attempt something a little bit bigger next time. A little hmm. bit more challenging. Love it. Well, um, we are winding down. Um, can you give us any parting words or any anything else you'd like to promote? Um, yeah, so just come to the Co-Parenting Club. Try before you buy for the, the next two weeks. There's a live call uh, coming up. You'll just be able to see for yourself and uh, get the support that you need. Also, uh, life in general is too short for conflict. So whether you co-parent, whether you have toxic family members, life is too short for conflict. So you need to do whatever you can to protect yourself, protect your energy. And because it's the holidays, like you don't necessarily have to spend time with toxic or unhealthy family members or high conflict exes. But if you do choose to, always have a plan. Have a plan for how you're going to get out of difficult or awkward conversations or how you're going to leave. Just have a contingency plan in place so that you at least have that element of control and you don't spiral. Mm. Because if you spend time and are exposed to these people for any amount of time, it can affect you for, you know, not just hours, but days. Mm. So protect yourself. And there's no amount of, uh, like, I think you said that, Isila, about, oh, you, um, you love yourself too much or whatever it was. There's never too much. If it's for yourself, there's yeah. never too much because you don't hurt others by doing that. It's only it's only people who uh, liked the version of you that didn't do that, that have, uh, have that resistance. Anyway, let's, uh, let's leave it there. <laughs> Mic drop on that. Perfectly said. Perfectly mm -hmm. said. All right, everyone, make sure and check out the links that I drop in the chat. Um, I have... Uh, Sarah, and I just misspelled your name on one of it, but everybody, the oh, link works. That's all that matters. <laughs> uh, I dropped Sarah's Instagram and you'll see her link tree on there, but especially check out her co-parenting club link and that will get all your answers, yeah. your questions answered and you'll be getting your answers. shift together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One step at a time. <laughs> One step at a time, exactly. I also put my Black Friday link in the chat. I am having a bunch of merch that is going on um, for your... See, on the pod, I'm taking care of your emotional self-care. But on the merch, it's some tangible self-care. So when you got <laughs> have ear pods, some Black girls getting their chest together, ear pods, uh... some T-shirts with my... Let's see. I um, love it. Here we go. Love it. Yeah. And even my windbreaker, black girl getting her shit together. I play a lot of tennis. So I got, I have um, visors, you name it, candles. So, you know, when you're relaxing in your tub, you burn your candles while you listen to black girls getting their shit together. 
Go on and do it. Use code BGGTST. The sale starts tonight. Uh, actually, yeah, at midnight, and it rolls for one week. Sarah, once again, you are a black girl that has her shift together. <laughs> it's an ongoing journey. It's an ongoing journey. <laughs> it is. It is. And oh, and happy belated birthday. Yeah, no, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, I'm feeling very uh, like grateful and thankful. Oh, <laughs> that's good. You're such a light. Yeah. I really enjoy talking to you all the time. You just hear the light. Good fun. <laughs> good fun. Good energy. <laughs> yes. From the first time we met, the first yes. time. Yes. I was like, I like this system a lot. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> Real good chemistry and energy. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together. Uh, if you happen to be around any uh, high conflict family members just take into account what we talked about tonight and be your own advocate again good night and I'll see you next week thank you Sarah bye this for the queen sisters manifesting their dreams get your cream by any means and being with self esteem beauty supreme and Buddha walk so mean the way you fit in them jeans you eat your cornbread and greens or a doctor, red wine or vodka Redesign your spot and redefine your mantra Retwist your locks and realign your chakras Doing your squats and getting close to God, huh? Brunching with your squad or taking a girl's trip Adjust your crown, you guys give to the world, sis Celestial body, drink your water Meditate, sun kiss goddess, heavenly order Levitate, tribe of Ashanti Black girl magic, melanin popping Whether you ratchet or lavish, whether you bougie or savage You a gift and a treasure You got to love a black girl getting a shift together Black girls are getting they shift together. These black girls getting they shift together, man. These black girls are getting they shift together. These black girls getting they shift together, dog. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together. If anything you heard today made your soul vibrate, please like, comment, and share this episode with two of your friends. Thank you and I love you all.